Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the latest episode of Strategy in the Virtual Controller. Thank you for joining us um, for, for myself and Penny as we talk about what's happening in the accounting industry and, and as we help practitioners really identify what it is they want to do, hopefully avoid some of the distractions out there and based on where we are in the in the year, come into tax season really strongly. My name's Damien Greathead, my co-host Penny Breslin sitting in San Diego. How are you today, Penny? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful sunny afternoon in San Diego after a couple of days of rain, which we yeah, needed. We've we've had a couple of days of sunshine, but it's been cool. It's been and the I, I packed a lot of the winter gear away, but the Ugg boots came out back out this week. It should be, given you know where we are in November, it should be nice and hot. But yeah, a bit of a cold cold snap. Well, I'm enjoying the cool air right now and and all the rain. I kind of like it. Reminds me of growing up in Boston. <laughs> All right. Um, well, folks, last, um, actually, before we jump into today's episode, um, we've been talking about a book for a very long time on various episodes. And I'm actually excited to share that it's almost about to be released. I think it'll be released in the next week or so. Um, and Penny, I, I feel like it's been a lifetime that we've been talking about this book, putting it together, but D-Day is finally here. Yes, yeah, kind of scary. <laughs> 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 Not just the numbers uh, is coming out, and um, it's really it, it it really is uh, lines up perfectly with what we talk about on the podcast, and um, so we'll let you know where you can find it soon uh, soon enough once we're once we're ready to once it's hot off the presses, if you will, uh, digital version, uh, physical book version as well. But um, anyone out there that is thinking about writing a book, it it takes time, so so get started and. Um, if, if, if you don't have the, the full-time capability to, to devote to it, like I don't think we did, um, just recognize that it will take a lot of time, but a really enjoyable process and, and really excited to get it out into the market and hopefully our listeners will enjoy it. It was an extremely well-learned process too. Yeah. <laughs> and it took, it took a village. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, so yeah, not just the numbers coming out uh, in the next week or so, and stay tuned next week, and we'll we'll let all the let you know the details of where you can find it. But today, Penny, um, building on our last episode where we sort of titled it the the tax season preseason, um, we're in November. We've got um, less than probably eight weeks, ten weeks before things start to really heat up in terms of the 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 traditional tax season. And, and we were thinking about how do we deep dive into a couple of areas that practitioners might want to focus on to, to make a real change and to really improve um, their tax season, tax season for their team, tax season for themselves, profitability, tax season for their clients as well. And um, so today I thought we might dive into marketing because I, I know that's one of your favorite topics, Penny. <laughs> Least favorite, I suck at it. <laughs> You know, I just, yeah. But the funny thing is, you, you said you, you you suck at it, but how's the firm looking at the moment? How's the team in India, right? Just as we were, just as we jumped on the episode, you said that you are maxed. You're, you you sold your last hour um, yeah. this week. Yes, I did. I thought I was going to make it to November 15th, and uh, we didn't. <laughs> so you can't be half bad at, half bad at marketing if, if, if you basically shut the door to uh, new clients. I have if, this, like, little, like, Elf on my shoulder called <laughs> Damien Greathead. <laughs> and we put so, together a little podcast a every, every, every couple of weeks and, and away we go. Also, hi, Sam. 
Also, I have, uh, and I see you've got either a kid or a dog walking in the room. Which one is it? No, we got we got the dog. So the dog's off to da- the dog's off to daycare. Um, Gus is Gus is at home today, but the dog's off to daycare. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I know it sounds a bit. It's it's a bit back to front, but there we go. <laughs> there we go. Okay, my dog. Okay. Okay, so it's a combination of, uh, I think. COVID and the results of that and uh, people needing to have work done at a, uh, in recognizing that uh, remote work is possible. Um, And um, somebody calling me going, uh, who signed up with us, who said, you know, for the last year, I've been through three people and, um, doing this work, they all want upwards of 85 grand a year. And it's just not cost effective. Not only that, they're not loyal. They don't stick around. Um, And, uh, you know, the other thing too, is I think is that, frankly, we've gotten a lot of good referrals because I think the, that those women in India that do the work, do, do good, good work. Job. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has a lot to do with it. They're uh, committed. Um, their uh, ability to do good, excellent work is contingent on how well our clients communicate with them. Um, and I think that the ability and the ease of communication in a remote world was enhanced, unfortunately, by a disaster mm. um, for the rest of the world. And so there's mixed blessings in that one, certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a combination of a lot of things. It took a village, just like the damn book. It's yeah, not just absolutely. one thing. And, and it certainly had nothing to do with my flipping marketing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I, but I think from a marketing perspective, and I, and I think a lot of uh, accountants and bookkeepers sort of have that same visceral, not maybe not visceral, but same reaction of like, oh, heck no, I'm not a marketer. But but also I, I think what, what I'd like to just talk about today and strip it right back is don't think about it as marketing think about it as um, communications. Think about it as how are you communicating with your clients? How are you helping them get ready for the upcoming tax season? How are you helping them get organized? Because actually your point there is we, we've grown through referrals and that is still the number one source of new clients for an accounting firm is, is referrals. And it's the quality of those referrals. And so if, if you've got your client's well-trained, if you've got your clients really good communication lines open with your clients, if you've got your clients using the, the latest technology and and, um, and the, the various apps that are out there and well-trained on those apps, th- that's what they're going to refer. They're going to refer clients and people like themselves, and they're going to be referring the experience that they're having. And so it's almost as if these clients come in expecting this level of service. And so Rather than marketing, actually think about it more about what are you doing and, and how are you communicating with your clients in the lead up to tax season. So first couple of weeks of November, what are you doing to communicate services, uh, deadlines, 
what the the next couple of months are going to be like, what what clients need to be thinking about. That's what we should be thinking about when it comes to marketing, not Google AdWords, not pay-per-click, but actually what's our comms plan uh, to our current clients and maybe to some of our prospective clients that we might have been having conversations with, but what's our comms plan uh, to our clients? You know, it's funny you would say that. I hadn't thought about it until you just said that, but I kind of did that, I guess, yeah, yeah. because on Monday, I sent out an email to every client saying, you know, I know that you've been through tax extensions because we certainly <laughs> were in there with you. Um, and uh, it's been a couple weeks now. And this typically is, is supposed to be a slow month. Although Shamila said to me, she goes, Penny. You always promise us a slow month. <laughs> you always promise a slow November. <laughs> <laughs> but also, it's like in the back of my head, I'm thinking about what January was like last year. Yeah. And so I send an email going, look at, uh, I know you've had a couple of weeks to rest. So I just want to pop something into your head. I just sent out this to everybody 1099s. Are you going to wait until January to start working on this? Because if you are, it's going to be a shit show. And I literally put those words in there. <laughs> and because um, you know me, I will. And uh, so what if we started now? What if we had, you know, the teams go through all of the, G, the, the accounting apps and look at the vendor lists? and check to see who's eligible. Do we have all the data? And then look at your third-party tax 1099 program that you're using and make sure that it's the same and that nothing is missing. And then send you a report on, this is what you have. This is what you're missing. This is you know what we need to get. And we could get that started now and not be doing it in January. So in January, we could be good to go. And uh, it like, people were going, sending me emails going, well, yeah, I never thought about that. I, I, ne I never thought about it. You know, so, I mean, I think that, I mean, I, I know that uh, my clients are accounting companies and bookkeeping companies and your clients are small businesses and um, with the, the amount of people that have moved around in companies and stuff, like one of the things that I use uh, is, is the few uh, accidental bookkeeping clients that I get because my daughter had a big mouth about QuickBooks. Me <laughs> one time a long time ago um, is, you know, did you get a W-9? Well, we'll just pay them. No, I'm not going to pay them until you give me a W-9. If you want to go ahead and give them cash, go ahead. If you want to go ahead and pay them and you figure out the application that you asked me to put in place, go ahead and do it. But I'm not going to pay them without you getting that W-9 first. Well, they'll balk at it. Not doing it. Yeah. Just not doing it. And um, consequently, we don't have that issue. But I started way back in the beginning, the minute give out that first payment, it's like, you know, I give you this check if you give me the W-9. If you okay? give me the W-9, yeah. And, I, and, and for now with Relay, I'm going to bring up this bank again, but with that, I can actually click 
you know, when the first payment goes out, before you can accept this deposit, you have to give me a W-9. Really? And they give oh, me wow. a clean report at the end of the year. So it's like, yeah, that's really cool. But I mean, to your point, the, why are we waiting until tax time to yeah, do so things why, that we should have done to your point, at the start? And that kind of went off spin, but to your point, I guess what I did was kind of marketing. It's, it's comms. It, it's, yeah. And, and, and whether you, it, you're communicating with your clients, you're communicating, um, here's what's coming up. Here's what we do. Have you thought about getting started early on X, Y, and Z? And, and nine times out of 10, the business owners are, uh, are busy running their business that no, they didn't actually think about that. It, it's, it's someone coming in and, and saying, Hey, um, given where we are in the year, Let's not wait until January in the new year to do it. Let's get started now. And, and that's really what that whole trusted advisor role is, isn't it? it it's about you popping uh, different ideas and, and different information over to your clients that they find useful. They won't all respond. No. And that's okay. You don't want them to. <laughs> you probably no. don't have the capacity to. But uh, but it's, it's just about having that regular cadence of, of outbound communication with your clients that first and foremost, let them know that you're thinking about them. I mean, I know, Penny, you're you're in constant contact with your clients because they're the accounting firms and and getting the work done. But particularly in, in traditional tax firms who might only be communicating with clients once, twice, maybe three times a year, actually, this is the perfect time to be uh, ramping up some sort of comms plan to make sure that your clients know that you're thinking about them helping them get ready, giving them um, uh, advice on on how they should be thinking about the end of the year. That's all it is. It's, it's the stuff you, you, you're, you're probably already doing, but how do you systemize it and how do you structure it so that it happens um, one to many, so to speak, rather than the one-on-one conversations you're probably having with your, your top tier clients? How do we take those types of conversations and put them into a, a, a one-to-many type um, environment. So a newsletter, a blog, an email. I mean, how easy is it just to send an email to a bunch of clients to say, hey, Penny, based on where we are in the time of year, a couple of things you should be thinking about. Give us yeah, a call. And, and also, we, if you think about it, you know, another thing that just popped into my head, and I know Squirrel, um, is that if you've got an accounting business that does uh, advisory services, that does bookkeeping and does tax. And um, those different groups may not always communicate. So if you're gonna be doing an individual tax return or something, if you have, like you said, an organized communication plan and you build it out, you can say, okay, we're going to send this out. So the administrative staff knows that now when the calls come in and they're going to ask these questions, we're going to be involved. We're going to know the questions they're going to be asking. Or if you're doing small business accounting and advisory services and bookkeeping, that that person who's actually doing the bookkeeping is now involved in that marketing plan. So they know that they're going to back up what you say and start helping the client collect the data that they need to have. Um, and you're, they're not going to be shoved, you know, at the end of the year going, Hey, did you get everything done at the end of the year? I mean, how many times have we all, both you and I have seen like, Oh my God, I got to get a year's worth of statements from somebody and get them organized and get, 
Start now. Start now. There are apps out there that'll help you collect the stuff. Start now. Even the older clients that you say won't, get everybody involved because they will. Every, they absolutely know, will. And, it wasn't and... just us that was affected and changed and altered in how we did work. Everybody in the world was changed and altered and everybody in the world start is understanding that, you know what, get this stuff out of your way so you can get to the most important things. There's connectivity, there's apps that'll do it for you. There's technology that'll help it. Start utilizing it now. Don't wait until January to implement it and train them on it. And and you you you, I, you made a really good point there, Penny. That the the world has changed. That we have changed. And what I'm actually thinking about is the number of people that are listening and and giving themselves a big pat on the back because they've sent out that 24 or 48 or 55 page tax organizer in the mail. And <laughs> and, and 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 so <clears throat> and I know a bunch of firms have done that, but. I, I, I think it's crazy, you know, is it Einstein or whoever said to do the same thing and expect a different result is the, the definition of insanity. This idea that you send a tax organizer out to your client once a year and hope that they even do something with it to me is insane. Whereas it's it's the constant reminders and the regular reminders. And that's why sort of the, whether it's apps, whether it's even just a newsletter system, a, a blog or something along those lines, that keeps our clients, keeps us top of mind in, for our clients. So it's keeping the firm top of mind. So, oh, yeah, I, I should get started on that. I can get started on that. Let me get started on that. It's the continued drip, drip, drip um, from the accounting firm that's going to create the momentum to, to get the clients moving, if that makes sense. You can't, just send the, you can't just send one PDF or, or one... Uh, big uh, 45 page document to a client and hope oh, they're no. going to do something. They're with not going to do anything with it. But what if, what if you did, like you said, have a plan, whether it's a blog, a newsletter or an email or social media to a group on your Facebook group, or I hate that, shit, but uh, <laughs> to Twitter, which we don't know what the hell is that going to be. Now. Yeah. But whatever it is that you use to, and if you have an organized plan and start now, you could chop it up. And actually, it's you not probably overwhelming when you get it. You probably and do have a plan, don't you, internally? Oh, so you yeah. probably do have it. You, you probably do, but you give it all at once, and yeah. you give it in January. Yeah. So I'm saying, you know, if you start now and you chop it up, and if you chop it up, the other thing you could do is, okay, I'm going to tell a little story. Of, if do you mind? Yeah, go for it. Okay. So uh, I had this professor in college, and uh, um, it was um, uh, I, I was majored in history, and he was a history professor. And back those days, you had to write essays in a blue book for your uh, exams. Everything was an essay. And the first day of the semester on that class, it was Native American studies. Um, he gave us a synopsis and he said in here are five essay questions those five essay questions will be on your final four of them will be you don't know which yeah four will be on here and here are five questions that's going to be on your final and that was what he gave us that he goes this is the anticipatory set this is what i expect you to know the answer to all of these questions so here's the books that you're going to read i'm going to lecture 
you take notes, you pay attention. But here are the questions. So I knew in advance, in chunks, what I had to focus on. And I knew exactly what the end result was going to be. And the end result, he said, is if you answer four of the five of these well, you can get an A. (laughs) So if you chunk up and you tell a client, this is what you can expect over the next couple of weeks. And if you chunk it up into, into different segments, you could explain to them, we're going to ask you for this. And then this is the reason why we're going to ask it for you. This is what it's going to do for you if you provide us with this in a timely fashion. So not only telling you what the end result is going to be every week or every month, whatever it is we're going to do on the, on the plan, is I'm also going to remind you the benefit to you for you to do this for us. And one of those benefits is us not bugging you, <laughs> us not bugging you at the last minute to get all, the, all the information. And a 10% discount if you do it. Crazy idea. How, how wow. about that? Yeah. 10% discount if you give us your credit card details now. Exactly. Exactly. And exactly. then, and, and why? Because it's just going to take, take an enormous amount of administration and pain out of it. So what's the benefit? You get... You get a 10% discount and we save an enormous amount of time on, on administration. Um, so I, I love it. And and you would hand this over to Beth. You would hand this plan to Beth and then your, Beth would, would be responsible for executing it, getting those emails out, getting the, the Facebook group updated, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. Yeah. Don't do it yourself, but do have a plan and bring everybody in on the plan. Yeah. I also love what you said there in, in terms of here are the five questions. You can expect these five questions at the end of at the end of this on the end of semester exam. Um, it's and it's exactly like tax season. We know exactly what happens every tax season. Yeah. It's not a surprise. So we, we should be talking to our clients now about here's what we need, here's why we need it, and the benefits to you of doing this sooner rather than later. Um, we'll we'll just be a, a discount. Uh, returns filed quicker, maybe money back quicker. Uh, there's a whole host of benefits of, of this organization. Well, also, I think that too, if you bring everybody in on it, you know, you bring your bookkeeping team in, you bring your administrative staff, staff team in, they can say, well, here are parts that we need for this specific client. We don't have what we need even today to do this. And so you can start saying, okay, let's go through, like I told everybody, have my t- your team go through the database and say, this is what you've got, this is what you need. And, you know, and have people in their own areas within your company, your accounting company or your bookkeeping company say, yeah, I've got all of this ready to go for this client. I need these additional things. Yeah. And now we can start taking our workflow and assigning the task for items we know we're going to be asking for in a crunch time. Let's start collecting them now. Let's look at what we have. We've got time between now and the end of December to look at what we have and what we don't have. Yeah, but come January 5 or whenever you you, you don't have that time, do you? You don't have the space because oh, you've hell, got Oh, we're not going to have it after December 15th. There's yeah. going to be Christmas parties. People yeah. are going to be taken off. Come on, let's be realistic. But also, and, and so we're talking on a client-by-client basis, but for all intents and purposes, we know... 90% of the questions that are going to come our way from our clients, don't we? Yeah. 
oh, yeah. whether that's general questions or quite specific questions. But the general questions, why wouldn't, what about sitting down and writing some FAQs that you put up on your blog, that you put in your, your Facebook group? So these questions of like, what do I need to provide this? Why do I need to provide this? These are these questions that 90% of your clients are all asking, either asking asking you or, or asking their, their, their peers or, or whoever, why don't you just sit down and, and write out the answers to these or create a podcast, create a, a webinar about these frequently asked questions. And then as they do start to come in, you can direct your clients to, to the blog. You can direct your clients to the frequently asked questions on the, on the website. Think about, again, this one-to-many approach. How do we have, how do we take what we do on a one-to-one basis the requests, the chasing, the asking clients for information, the answering of general questions, and how do we make this a one-to-many process? And you can start doing that now, writing the answers out, collecting the frequently asked questions, and then disseminating, like sending that um, as a part of the, the the comms plan. Every two weeks, we're going to send something out to our clients, either talking about documents that we need, why we need them, also frequently asked questions that come up at this time of year. Think about one to many, and and that will actually alleviate a lot of the inbound traffic and inbound questions from clients. Um, And you can do that now, just as you can do the the getting out and and collecting the information and getting them organized. Right now, I mean, it's, it's it's either now or, or do it during crunch time. And and this is a sort of slight tangent, but another perfect example of um, particularly those firms that are looking to grow and looking to make sure that they're really servicing their clients. I remember one firm that we spoke to, and they're like, "Oh, we're gearing up for tax uh, for tax planning." And I was like, "Oh, that sounds really interesting. Who do you do tax planning for?" And they replied, "Are oh, the ones we think that need it." And I, I sort of said, so so not all of your clients know what tax planning is and the benefits of it. No, no, no. We, we just we just let the ones that we think need it. Um, we talk to them about it. And I was like, well, why don't you actually just write out to all of your clients to say, wanted to let you know that now is the right time to think about tax planning and, and, and to think about ways in which we might be able to help minimize tax. If you're interested in having a conversation about it, no, no, um, no obligation. But if you are interested in sitting down and having a chat, um, give us a call. Lo and behold, unlocked an enormous amount of work as a result of one mail out, like one email to say, hey, we do tax planning. Not sure if you're interested, but but let us know if you'd like to find out more. Sort of this would crazy. Would you like idea. to start doing that now instead yeah. of? In uh, January 15th. Or, I mean, tax planning. Uh, I, I know a lot of tax planning happens sort of December 26th to, to December 31st when, when they try to move money around. And, but, but again, a, a beautiful way in which this firm unlocked, they were thinking that, you know, to, to grow revenue, they had to get out and, um, and bring on new clients. But at the end of the day, their revenue growth came from within their client base. So again, just this idea of the more we actually communicate with our clients, and again, some people will call it the more we market to our clients, but the more we communicate to our clients about what we do, what we really do, how we do it, why we do it, it's going to open up opportunities um, for additional services, for additional work. And and think about if, if you have this sort of uh, this 
this challenge with the idea of, oh, I'm not a marketer, actually think about it more in terms of just talk to your clients more often, talk to your clients more regularly, but think about it in a one-to-many approach rather than these one-to-one conversations, which which you're having now. Think about it from a, a one-to-many perspective. Sure. If you could, if you could see all the commonalities, you could you could group your clients and actually even focus different emails to different groups of clients who have these common issues. Absolutely. Um, not only you know you talk about marketing and um, and and adding new revenue. There's another aspect that gets helped. I think, and maybe I'm wrong. Am I wrong, Wyo? Yeah, probably, he says. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, but think about this. Not only could you possibly get more work, but you could probably low-level the work easier on an already stressed-out employee base. Yeah, yeah. And in doing so, maybe make their lives visibly easier with them noticing that you're a proactive employer who really cares about them. So coming up on a season where historically I have seen tensions go through the roof mm-hmm. um, and people leave at the last minute or use it as threats, uh, maybe you could make it a little bit more amicable to be part of your company and therefore keep a good employee who may um, enjoy the fact that you're leveling their work out so that they can handle it in a functional manner without stressing out all the time. And to your point, get them involved. Get them involved. It's like, okay, what what do we we need to do now to, to get our clients ready? Um, who are the problem kids that we know we're going to have some issues? So let's let's get onto them now. Um, what are the frequently asked questions that you get bombarded with during tax season? Let's collect those. Let's collate those. Um, what should we be doing to 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 better educate the clients about the up the next three months? I, I absolutely love that, and I think if you did that now early November and and from that developed a really nice uh, proactive um, outreach to to the client base. I think that would send, I absolutely agree. I think that would send a really strong message to the team that like, oh shit, we're, we're, we're doing something different this year. And you know what? It, it might not work a hundred percent, but, but we're doing something different. We've got a plan. We're executing. Everyone's engaged. It's got to bring about a better result. Than what than what tax season was like last year, and most importantly, to your point, the team, my employer, my boss, is is really making uh, practical strides. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but but really making a, an effort to to bring about a different tax season, to 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 reduce that stress, to level that workload. I I, I think that's incredibly powerful, and I, I didn't actually think about it, Penny. Well, you know, quite a few podcasts ago, we talked to Kevin. Yep. Remember in Ohio? And um, while I was there for those two days with with Rachel, when we were going through the rebuilding of their firm, one of the things that was pretty evident was that um, there was not a lot of internal communication about the different clients. And um, 
when that started in that meeting where somebody would say, well, I, you know, it, it doesn't matter. This client's just impossible to deal with. Well, what makes it impossible? Or this client is ready to go and this one isn't. And getting that shared knowledge really kind of opened everybody's eyes up into who's a good client versus who's not a good client. And who do we need to really get in touch with right now mm. versus have we been ignoring them? And um, consequently, you know, just so you know, uh, yeah, they doubled the amount of work they started sending to us because work started getting done. Crazy, crazy. And it was because <laughs> they started organizing it. They got a Beth. Her yeah. name is, is Megan. But uh, but they, they and they started organizing and functionally going through and start connecting with the clients and reminding them of what they were giving them and then giving them a benefit when the client gave it to them on time. Yeah. This is the benefit to you. Um, and so, yeah, it worked. And not only that, you, you, you know, it's always good after we've done that for two days. And I've done this before. And you, you walk out of there after two days and the people in the room turn around and they go, thank you. Mm. Because they finally got heard. And I don't know. I don't think that they ever felt like they couldn't be heard. But there was now a platform for them to be heard. And, um, you know, I'm sorry, but everybody, uh, just like with the book, you know, everybody had a voice in how that came out. And, um, and I was grateful for every person who put a voice into it. And, uh, you know, I think that if you're going to be an employer and have a business with employees, you got to listen to them. It, yeah. it, you, you don't have to take everything they have to say, but you have to at least hear what they have to say. Give Yeah, give them the opportunity to. And, and, and I think if you're sort of thinking about tax season now and, and you, you said it, you have had people leave in the middle of tax season, people leave at the start of tax season. It can be incredibly stressful, but it doesn't have to be. And But it doesn't have to be if you start now. Like yeah. if you start now versus kicking that can down the road, start now, talk to your team, find out the biggest frustrations. Nine times out of 10, the biggest frustrations are probably going to be the clients not getting information in a timely manner. So why don't we start that now? And how I'll do we- accept that sometimes you're the frustration. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe three times out of 10, it's you, but seven out of time, it's 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 the clients. But, but it's the clients not getting the information to you in a timely manner because you haven't proactively reminded them. And and I think, you know, we've said it so many times before, the number of times I hear accountants say, my clients won't do that, I just call bullshit. Yes. It, it's because they haven't been asked, they haven't been told, they haven't been told why. Um, that's why they don't do it. Not because they're 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 stubborn, not because they're they're a pain in the ass. It's because they haven't been asked. Yeah. And, and they haven't been given a reason. I can't yeah. tell you how many small business owners call me and the first thing I say is, well, I need the statement. Why? So I can do a reconciliation. Why? Because I need a beginning and an end and find out what happened in between. Because if I don't have a beginning and an end, I can't tell what happened between was valid or not. But isn't that an, an amazing blog? Art? And they go, wow, I didn't know that's why we did these things. And I'm going, yeah. And you know what? You're an adult who owns a goddamn functional business. 
You're a really smart person. It's okay if you don't know this. But Penny, isn't that an amazing, amazing might be a bit of a stretch, but I think that would be a wonderful blog article. Why do we need a bank statement? And 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 there there you've got two or three paragraphs and on 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 the importance of a, a bank statement and why we bug you for them. Um, yes. But 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 again, wonderful ways. If a new client comes on board, want to tell you here's what we do and why we do it, and here's our blog, and you're going to ask us why do we need bank statements? Have a read of this. Um, frequently asked questions like you can. I could just see a, a quite fun marketing campaign um, around frequently asked questions about why do we bug you for bank, bank statements? Why do we need a W9? All of these all of these frequently asked questions and key frustration points, you can actually have a bit of fun with it. You could, because, you know, you could tell kinds of, you, uh, the accountants have the most amazing stories about what goes food bar if you don't do this. If you don't do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And and it's it's it doesn't have to be, it, it should be fun. Like, I, you know, it's like, if you're not, you know, you're a business owner. I don't expect you to know this. But the reason you even asked me to do this job in the first place is because somewhere in the back of your head, you know it needs to be done. You just don't know why. And if and I you, tell you, know you it needs why, to be done properly. Yes. And if I tell you why it needs to be done, you're more likely to be a team player on me getting it accomplished for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Penny, I think that's a really good place to leave today's episode. I think, I think in my mind, I sort of had this, this vision of us talking about, you know, elaborate marketing plans and whatnot, but at the end of the day, um, it's, it's just about communicating consistently with your clients about what you're doing, what you need and why you need it. Um, yes. and, and again, I, I, your clients, some of them are a pain in the ass, but for the most part that they, they are your clients they want you to do a good job, uh, but they need to be reminded and they need to be instructed on on what you need. And because guess what, they're anywhere? all busy with their own lives, yeah, yeah, and their own businesses and managing their own day to day, and so they're not always keyed in on what it is that you do and why you do it. It's okay to occasionally remind them, "This is what I need, and this is why I need it, and this is how it's going to help you." So early November, get the team together. What do we need to be talking to our clients about now? And let's put a plan in place to do that one-to-many conversation through either a newsletter system, an email system, a blog, whatever it is, but get the team together. And, and probably since you've got the team together, maybe identify some of those problem clients that we may as well start uh, harassing now, so to speak. Um, but I, I think your team get them engaged, get them involved, find out what are the frequently asked questions that clients constantly badger them with and actually get that information documented now because that will just, I think, Penny, your word was level level set or, or level the, load the level, load, load, load level, level the work. Load level the work, yeah. Oh, the other, and can I just add one more little tiny thing? Please. At the same time I sent that out, I also sent it to all my team and I said, we've had some new hires recently. Yeah. So we're going to go back through and we're going to have a, redo all the training on 1099s so that everybody's level on the same information on what is required to be done. Because right now we've hired so many new people. I don't know who's got what knowledge. So across the board, we're, just, we're going to take this time of next week. And guess what? Everybody's getting in, oh, 
the whole 1099. How do we do this? Why do we do this? And what's the valid reason for doing it done for the team over in India? Yeah, perfect. I, I think that's great as well. It's like um, the frequently asked questions, some team members, that, that becomes your knowledge base and database yes. for, the, for the entire team. So that's really, Absolutely, really important. Because you don't know. Somebody might not know about how you do it. Or, or why, or why you do it that way. Yeah, yeah, Or absolutely. maybe they did it a different way in, in another firm that they worked in. Yeah, absolutely. Penny, um, always a pleasure. We'll we'll dive deeper into a, a particular area next week in our in our tax season, pre-season. I think I've sort of named it in my mind. Um, not just the numbers, that's coming out. So keep an eye out uh, wherever you buy your favourite books, I think. But we'll have more information on where you can get a copy of that as well. But Penny, uh, always a pleasure. Have a wonderful afternoon. You too. Have a good day. Thank you.